Usually in these podcasts, I try to say something that surprises people, man bites dog kind of news. Today, we have something different. We have a dog bites man kind of podcast, something that's absolutely not surprising. Dog bites man, Zionist makes up stories about the Jewish people. This week's Zionist that made up stories about the Jewish people was the diaspora minister of Israel, a guy by the name of Nachman Shai. I'm reading from the Times of Israel. <clears throat> Title, Diaspora Minister Calls for New Paradigm in Israel's Ties to Jews Abroad. Diaspora Minister Nachman Shai on Sunday called for a reversal in the thinking about Israel's relationship with the diaspora, from how Jews abroad can help Israel to how Israel can help them. Shai made his remarks at an event in Basel, Switzerland, organized by the WZO, the World Zionist Organization, marking the 125th anniversary of the first Zionist Congress, where Zionist leader Theodore Herzl laid the groundwork for the formation of the State of Israel 51 years later. Dot, dot, dot. The Diaspora Affairs Minister spoke specifically of an agreement between Israel's first Prime Minister, David Ben-Gurion, and American Jewish leader Jacob Blaustein, which created a, quote, delicate balance between involvement and non-interference, end quote. That largely meant that American Jews were encouraged to engage with the nascent state from a certain distance, and Israel in turn would not too forcefully seek to entice them to immigrate, end quote. Shai called for Israel and diaspora Jewry to create a new Blaustein-Ben-Gurion Agreement to encourage greater involvement and engagement between the two communities. End quote. So, Jacob Blaustein and David Ben-Gurion had an agreement. The agreement was that the American Jews were encouraged to engage with Israel from a certain distance. That's what he gave Ben-Gurion. And Israel in turn would, quote, not too forcefully seek to entice them to immigrate. That's what Ben-Gurion gave to Blaustein, to the American Jewish community. In return, from being in, in return for being encouraged to engage with the nascent state, with Israel, Israel in turn would not too forcefully seek to entice them to emigrate. Does this make any sense? Can anybody make any sense out of these words? Why did they need a deal? Isn't Israel the state of the Jews? And what does it mean Israel would not too forcefully seek to entice them to immigrate? forcefully, but not too forcefully, seek to entice them to immigrate. What was going on over here? Obviously, there was some uh, deal made. There really wasn't a deal made. But obviously, he's saying that there was some deal made. And what Israel gave to the American community was that they agreed to only a little forcefully seek to entice them to immigrate in exchange for... Jews being encouraged to engage with Israel from a certain distance. This whole story, from beginning to end, the way he describes this, or the way the Times of Israel summarized it, is just, it's just, well, it's not the story. It's just completely not the story. And there's good reason why they don't want you to know the story. E even though the story is well known, that, that incident between Jacob Blaustein and Ben-Gurion, Zionists don't really, they, they, it's, it's kind of a refutation of their entire ideology. See, Zionism, we all know, is not merely 
the self, what Zionists claim, the self-determination movement of the Jewish people or Israel being the Jewish state, all that is not true. So obviously, the, this guy Shai is trying to hide something from his audience, uh, bury it under strange words, um, as if there's some kind of relationship struck between Ben-Gurion, some deal between Ben-Gurion and the guy Blaustein. I'm going to tell you the real story. The AJC, the American Jewish Committee, was a powerful organization that the Zionists needed back in the day. They needed them, American organization, uh, they needed them for cash, they needed them for political connections in the United States. Israel needed this uh, American Jewish Committee. But the American Jewish Committee was anti-Zionist. It was pro-Israel, but anti-Zionist. What that means is this. Today, it's really difficult to separate Israel from Zionism, especially the way the Zionists define um, Zionism, the self-determination movement for the Jewish people. All this is not true. Israel is a country in the Middle East, no different than any other country. Zionism is the ideology that says that country is the Jewish state, that country is the state of the Jews. It presupposes, Zionism presupposes, and it invented the idea that the Jews are a nationality and Israel is its state. Zionists want you to think that all Jews agree that they are one nation, a political nation, and all that was left to do was for that political nation to gain a state the same way, let's say, the Kurds um, want a state. But the Jews were kind of like the Kurds. This is not true. Zionism invented the idea, as Heinrich Gretz uh, was the first person who really uh, developed it, uh, which is why Gretz is considered a Zionist in Zionist history books. Take, for example, The Making of Modern Zionism by Shlomo Avineri. Um, the idea that the Jews are a nationality is a Zionist idea. The anti-Zionist Jewish opposition to Zionism was based mostly upon the idea that Zionism claims the Jews are a nationality when we know that the Jews are really a religion. And by that I mean the definition of a Jew is somebody who the Jewish religion, that is Judaism, says is obligated to fulfill certain commandments. Judaism is a universal religion. By that I mean it has an obligation, has a message for the whole world. Most of the world is obligated to fulfill seven commandments, the Noahide laws. There are certain people who, uh, when God gave the Torah to Moses on Mount Sinai, agreed to sign up for fulfilling 613 of those commandments. Them and their maternal grandchildren, those who signed up for fulfilling the 613, not just the seven, they are called Jews. That's the entire definition of a Jew. It has nothing to do with common land, nothing to do with common language, nothing to do with common culture. It means common obligation to fulfill God's 613 commandments as opposed to the seven commandments, the seven Noahide laws that the rest of the world is, is obligated to fulfill. That's Judaism. Without Judaism, there would be no Jews. Zionism comes and says, no, that's not true. We want a new definition of Judaism, a new identity for the Jews. The Jews are a nationality, like the French, like the Chinese, like the Kurds. And I mentioned the Kurds because they're, they don't have a state, and that's what the Zionists wanted 
the Jews to look at themselves as and the world to look at the Jews as uh, prior to 1948. After 1948, that's like the Kurds getting a state. But that idea, that redefining of what a Jew is, you can just imagine. Uh, Put yourself in the shoes of Orthodox Jews who understood always uh, and for thousands of years, the Jews looked at themselves like this, that uh, the Jews are uh, a religion. So, so you can imagine the opposition, the, the burning opposition that uh, Orthodox Jews had for Zionists when they came and said, no, your entire identity is, is wrong. We're erasing. We're here to erase your identity and to replace it with a completely new Jewish identity. These were the, the Orthodox Jews. These were the keepers of the law for centuries. And now come these upstart Zionists and say, no, we're here to erase your entire identity and replace it with some nationalism, some nationalist identity. That's exactly what Zionism was. Don't believe the Zionists because it's an absolute lie when they tell you that the only reason why Orthodox Jews oppose Zionism is because... Uh, the Jew, Orthodox Jews believe that it's too early to have a Jewish state according to Jewish law. Uh, that's beside the point for now. The, even if the Israelis, even if the Zionists would never have created a state, Zionism would still, even if they never would have wanted to create a state, there were Zionists that didn't want to create a state. Achad Ha'am did not want to create a state. He wanted a, a kind of uh, cultural Judaism, but they did without a state. He also wanted to redefine Judaism. He didn't believe in God, didn't believe in religion. But, they, you know, the Zionists, they were struggling after they got rid of religion. They abandoned religion, Judaism. They were struggling to find a Jewish identity. And they needed to find one because the anti-Semites kept reminding them that they're Jewish. In the late 1800s in Russia, there were these pogroms and the assimilated Jews, the non-religious Jews, were also attacked by the pogroms, and they kept being reminded that they're Jews. The only problem is they didn't want to be Jews, because Jews means people that fulfill God's law, the 613 laws. So what they did was they were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. They didn't want to be Jews, and the non-Jewish, the anti-Semites wouldn't let them be non-Jews. So they kind of redefined what it is to be a Jew, uh, so that they thought, now Herzl writes this on the last page, it's the climax of his book, The Jewish State, that um, it'll erase anti-Semitism. Once you redefine the Jews, you rebrand them, you erase Jewish identity as it's been uh, understood for centuries by the Jews themselves and repackage it as a nationality in nationalism. It'll be accepted in, among the f- uh, family of nations. It'll be accepted as another nationalism. And there won't be any more anti-Semitism, even before a, Jew- a Jewish state would ever be established. That, that's Zionism in a nutshell. But it wasn't only Orthodox Jews that opposed Zionism. It was also non-religious Jews that opposed Zionism for other reasons, not because of the religious reason, but because of other practical reasons. And Orthodox Jews oppose Zionism for these reasons as well. Zionism is bad for the Jews. And again, we're defining Zionism as the ideology that says, A, the Jews are a nation, and B, Israel is its state. That ideology is bad for the Jews for all sorts of reasons. But today we're going to focus on the Jacob Blaustein story. Jacob Blaustein and his AJC was anti-Zionist. That ideology that I just described, that A, the Jews are a nationality, and B, Israel is their state, particularly the second part, that Israel is the state of the Jews, they vehemently opposed. 
they were Zionists in the sense, in the more modern Zionist sense, that they wanted Israel, but they didn't want Israel to be called a Jewish state. They were okay with Israel existing, like any other country existing, and maybe even uh, we be a place for Jews to go if they are ever in distress. That's what they believe, perhaps. But that Israel should call itself the Jewish state is another thing entirely, and they were very against that. Most thinking Jews were, I, I would say more than most, in, during the Balfour Declaration time in 1917 in Britain, there was one Jewish member of the cabinet. Edwin Montague, his name was, and he was dead against the Balfour Declaration f- for the same reason that Jacob Blaustein was. Blaustein feared, and the American Jewish Committee feared, that a Jewish state would lead to charges of Jew- dual loyalty against the Jews and that it would strengthen anti-Semitism, which it does without a doubt. I am an American citizen. I have nothing to do with Israel. I am loyal to my country, just as all Jews should be loyal to theirs. The idea that my country is Israel, that Israel is my state, which is what Zionism professes, is an abomination to me. And it's, it's odious, repugnant, it's disgusting, and it's slanderous. I'm a regular American, just like any Muslim American or any Christian American. This nationalism that Jews have, this connection to Israel, this idea that Israel is the Jewish state, its existence is one thing, but the calling itself the Jewish state is absolutely an unforgivable crime against Jews. And the American Jewish committee feared that a Jewish state would cause accusations of dual loyalty against Jews, and it would heighten anti-Semitism. Therefore, in 1948, when Israel invited the AJC to comment on the proposed draft of the Israeli constitution, they actually don't have a constitution, but they were proposed drafts, the AJC suggested that they refer to it only as the state of Israel, but never refer to Israel as the Jewish state. Again, the AJC, these people who were pro-Israel's existence, did not want Israel to refer to itself as the Jewish state. In addition, they suggested that when the people, the government officials are sworn into office, the oath of office pledged the incumbent should serve the welfare of the people of Israel instead of, as the Zionists proposed, that the oath should say they swear to serve the welfare of the Jewish people. In other words, Israel should be the country of its citizens. It should not claim that it serves the Jewish people. It should not claim that it's the country of the Jewish people. Also in 1948, the AJC demanded that Israel, quote, avoid any pronouncements from which it might be inferred that the state of Israel regards itself as the spokesman for the Jews of the world or for any Jewish community outside its own borders, end quote. This is what the Satmach Sidim believe today that it's a a big mitzvah and a big benefit for the Jewish people to explain to the world that Israel does not speak for the Jewish people. Israel is the country of the Israelis, not the country of the Jews. And they do not speak for them. They're not their spokesmen. Take care of your country and leave us alone. The AJC further were also concerned about Israel's call for what they refer to as Aliyah, that Jews move from their places wherever they live to Israel. That also, they held, was indicative of Jews being foreigners in their own countries. And of course, they're right. Now today, Israel doesn't care what the Jews say. 
But in those days, Israel wasn't as strong as it is now, and they needed the support of the AJC. And so, believe it or not, Israel did assure the American Jewish Committee that it, quote, would not represent itself as the spokesman of world Jewry or seek to promote large-scale immigration from the U.S. That's the story. There was no deal going on between Ben-Gurion and Jacob Blaustein. Instead, the American Jewish Congress, American Jewish Committee, excuse me, headed by Jacob Blaustein, insisted that Israel not call itself the Jewish state, not seek to promote immigration from the United States, and not claim that they're the Jewish, the spokesman for the Jewish people. Israel, because they were not strong enough in those days and their propaganda had not taken effect as much yet, agreed. And that's what this article about the diaspora minister's speech is referring to, believe it or not, when it talks about this deal that Israel would not so forcefully encourage immigration from the United States. No, they, they agreed that they would not represent themselves as spokespeople for the United States Jews, or for any Jews for that matter, outside of Israel, and that they would not seek to promote large-scale immigration from the U.S. forcefully, not forcefully, at all. But the story doesn't end there. Dog bites man yet again. The Zionists betrayed the Jews. Shortly thereafter, information that Ben-Gurion was indeed propagandizing for immigration of American youth to the point of even threatening to, to appeal directly to the kids, even over parental objections, reached the uh, American Jewish Committee, who then hinted that if Israel camp- campaigns continues to campaign for Jews to leave the United States, they will stop their support for Israel. You hear this? Jacob Blaustein told Israel's ambassador to the U.S., Eliyahu Elat, and its UN representative, Abba Iban, that the American Jewish Committee would oppose any interference by Israel in the internal affairs of American Jewry and the, quote, propagation of Jewish nationalism in the U.S. The AJC then wrote a letter to Ben-Gurion himself, signed by a guy, Joseph Proskauer. Proskauer was an American judge. And I quote, Obviously, people like myself, Proskauer said, cannot be expected to ask for American contributions to funds intended in part to achieve such an un-American aim as the emigration of all American Jews to Israel. Nor can we sit silent under the attacks that will follow shortly unless this situation is corrected. Dot, dot, dot. I implore you to issue a statement modifying your position and categorically disclaiming any intention on the part of the state of Israel to interfere with the life of American Jewry, end quote. You hear this? American Jews are uh, demanding that Israel stop interfering with their lives. Interfering with their lives means, A, promoting, propagandizing for immigration of American Jews. Come to Israel. Israel is your home. That type of thing. And certainly not Israel is your country, all types of Jewish nationalism on the shores of America. This is all detrimental to Jews. And this after Israel promised that they wouldn't do it and they just betrayed the, uh, their word. Anyway, at that point, the Zionists said that Ben-Gurion's speech where he uh, lied, where, where he betrayed what he said before, uh, was misquoted and that he only promoted, quote-unquote, selected immigration from America. But the American 
Jewish committee was very skeptical of what Israel said, and they were worried about the anti-Semitism that it was generated by the perception that it was the Jewish state. In 1950, Jacob Blaustein wrote, quote, Harm has been done to the morale and to some extent the sense of security of the American Jewish community through the unwise and unwarranted statements and appeals which ignore the feelings and aspirations of American Jewry, end quote. Israel's claiming to be the Jewish state does harm to the morale and to the sense of security of the American Jewish community. Can you imagine a Jew saying that now? Yes, yeah, Satma Hasidim say that now. And, and Orthodox Jews say that now. Orthodox Jews say that now. But Jacob Blaustein was not Orthodox. He was not a religious Jew. Once upon a time, many more Jews understood this. I mean, even at the time of the Balfour Declaration, 1917, there was one, at that time, there was one Jewish member of the British cabinet. His name was Edwin Montague. And he opposed the Balfour Declaration. Reason being, the same as Blaustein. It will cause anti-Semitism. The whole thing is anti-Semitic, he said. And he says the reason why Britain wanted the Balfour Declaration, said, yeah, there's so much anti-Semitism over here. Of course they want uh, to give the Jewish people a homeland in Palestine. But a hundred years of brainwashing and bullying and propaganda has taken its toll. And today, if a Jew speaks like this, uh, they call him an anti-Semite or a self-hating Jew or something. Uh, getting back to our story, the executive committee of the AJC stated in the same year, in 1950, quote, Sympathetic though we are with the upbuilding of Israel, we have nonetheless realized that the new state could create problems for us, end quote. And it's not only, quote-unquote, for us. Blaustein told Elat that it's not in Israel's best interest to agitate amongst American Jews in the interests of a world Jewish nationalist philosophy. Zionism isn't even good for Israel. Because, he said, American Jewry will not appreciate it, and for its own sake, Israel needs a strong, independent American Jewry. And, once again, next part of the story, dog bites man again. Despite its assurances to the contrary, Israel continued to agitate for mass immigration to Israel from America the ingathering of the exiles, the so-called Kibbutz Goliath being portrayed as the primary Zionist ideal, even denigrating, as Zionists do today, those Jews who did not want to move to Israel as second-class Jews. Repeatedly, the American Jews told Israel not to act in a way that would put them in danger. And repeatedly, Israel promised not to encourage mass immigration or to claim to represent the Jews outside of Israel. And repeatedly, Israel betrayed those promises. The dog continued to bite the man. In August 1950, the AJC finally squeezed out of Ben-Gurion an explicit and written agreement. This is what Ben-Gurion wrote, quote, The Jews of the United States, as a community and as individuals, have only one political attachment, and that is to the United States of America. They owe no political allegiance to Israel. The state of Israel represents and speaks only on behalf of its own citizens and in no way presumes to represent or speak in the name of Jews who are citizens of any other country. End quote from Ben-Gurion. Now, if you're thinking, what do you mean? That's exactly the opposite of Zionism. You're right. 
Ben-Gurion had no intention of keeping his word, which was given only in order to avoid antagonizing the American Jewish Committee. Blaustein was forced to repeatedly complain again to Ben-Gurion in 1960. He complained about, quote, definitive violations of Ben-Gurion's agreement. He listed three particularly blatant ones. Number one, Israel's notes addressed to the United States, British, and other governments regarding the swastika paintings in those countries. Israel should have confined itself to discussing the issue with the Jewish communities in those countries. Israel should not mix in to anti-Semitic affairs outside of Israel. doesn't help us. Just to our detriment. Next, in March, on March 9, 1960, Moshe Dayan, who was then General Moshe Dayan, said in Canada, quote, his government should not only represent the people of Israel, but the interests of all Jews. Number three, then she was Foreign Minister, Golda Meir's reply to the delegation of the Anglo-Jewish Association, which led to the following startling headline in the Jewish National Post, April 15, 1960, quote, Israel will continue to speak for Jewry. Once again, Israel reassured Blaustein that it, quote, speaks and acts only on behalf of its citizens. And yet, guess what happened? Guess what the dog did to the man? Again, and again, and again. Israel continued to agitate for mass emigration, particularly after 1967, to promote the so-called ingathering of the exiles as an ideal and to speak in the name of the Jewish people. Eventually, the AJC just gave up. It got used to getting bitten by the dog and just learned to live with it, with both Israel's betrayals and the anti-Semitism and danger that Israel causes the Jews. In 1972, Ambassador Ovadia Sofer of Israel uh, in the United Nations was talking about Zionism, and he was describing it as the Jewish people's drive for liberation and comparing it to national liberation movements of other people, in particular, of course, the Americans. The permanent representative of South Yemen then, uh, Malik Ishmael, asked in the UN, in the General Assembly, whether Israel could speak on behalf of a religion. Sofa responded that, quote, he's speaking as a representative of Israel and didn't really commit himself to whether that meant he was speaking in the capacity in that capacity for all Jews or only for the citizens of Israel. Um, Ishmael asked whether in the future an Israeli representative, uh, when he says he's speaking in the name of the Jewish people, the statement should be stricken from the record and the word Israel put in its place. Ishmael said that whenever an official of Israel talks in the UN mentioning that he's a representative of the Jewish people, it's not correct and it's against the fundamental spirit of the Charter. The president of the General Assembly, Stanislaw Trepchinsky, declined to rule on the suggestion. This, my friends, is Zionism. A betrayal of the Jewish people, an erasure of their identity, a shoving down their throats of Zionism with no care for the danger that Israel puts the Jews in. And this continues till today. Obviously, Israel considers itself the Jewish state. Not only that, but in 2018, they passed what they call a nation-state law that officially, officially by law, Israel is the nation-state of the Jewish people. Benjamin Netanyahu, Avigdor Lieberman, and Danny Ayalon 
and other Israeli dignitaries have all given us the formula of what Zionism is. They say that what Japan is to the Japanese and and France is to the French, Israel is to the Jews. You see, that's Zionism. Without Zionism, even if a person's pro-Israel, without the ideology of Zionism, Japan is to the Japanese, what France is to the French, and Israel is to the Israelis. Zionism changes that. Zionism is an ideology that says what France is to the French and Japan is to the Japanese, Israel is to the Jews. I'm sorry, but I'm an American, not an Israeli. Just let's take a moment to try to understand the insidiousness of what uh, the Israeli then Prime Minister and today Yavigda Lieberman and their ambassadors are saying. France is to the French what Israel is to the Jews. There are Jewish French and non-Jewish French. What they are saying is, what France is to the French non-Jews, Israel is to the French Jews. That is an accusation of dual loyalty. Dual loyalty at best. The formulation isn't that France and Israel is to the French Jews, what just France is to the non-Jews. No, France is to the French non-Jews what Israel is to the French Jews. That is an accusation of dual loyalty. And it's no wonder that Jonathan Pollard said that Jews should spy on their countries for Israel. This is just monstrous, and that's what Zionism is. Dog bites Jew. And this is why the Zionists don't want you to know the real story about Jacob Blaustein. American Jews were encouraged to engage with the nascent state from a certain distance, my eye. And Israel in turn would quote, this is what they said, not too forcefully seek to entice them to immigrate, my eye. And this is why great rabbis have told us that it's a great mitzvah, a good deed, an act of kindness to the Jewish people to announce to the world that Israel does not represent the Jews, that Zionism doesn't speak for the Jews, Israel doesn't speak for the Jews. We are Americans. I try my best to fulfill this mitzvah, including with this podcast. I, I invite my listener to join me in helping the Jewish people, whether you're Jewish or not. Tell the world, Judaism is not Zionism, and Israel does not speak in the name of the Jews. The Jews are not responsible for the acts of the state of Israel.